0: From Zamo Digital, welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast with your host, Aaron Zakowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies.
1: Hey, superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zakowski, and today I'm chatting with Scott DeGrossier. Scott is the CEO and founder of Wicked Reports, a marketing attribution platform that helps online businesses to to measure each marketing channel's impact on sales. Scott also leads meditation groups for business teams and entrepreneurs. Hey, Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Aaron. Fantastic. So, So just wanted. wanted... Sorry.
0: I said, I'm happy to be a a guest on this podcast of yours and looking forward to chatting.
1: Yeah, super excited to have you finally. Um, We'd love to hear a little bit more about you and, and Wicker Reports and kind of what you do. Sure. Wicker Reports is marketing attribution.
0: And so that means we are trying to determine the effectiveness of your marketing which becomes very challenging once you're doing more than one channel. Because believe it or not, um, the ad platforms are not always um, it, not always just trying to be the source of truth. They're trying to just report on how they're doing way, on the way they're looking at the world. And what we try to do is be your complete source of truth and look unbiased across everything you're doing to tell you where you should scale, where you should stop spending,
1: and where it's not clear yet and you need to hang on. All right. And, and having checked out your website, I've kind of been following you for, for a couple of years now. So you, you, I know a big part of the market is e-commerce, but you work with a lot of SaaS clients as well, helping out with marketing attribution, right?
0: Yes, we have e-commerce, SaaS subscription companies. So anyone with recurring revenue, which, of course, is the, you know, the foundation of SaaS and um, information course marketers. Those are our big three. We do have a couple of one off, two offs of other industries or business models, but those are the three core things that people that we help the most.
1: All right. Um, so, and tell me a little bit, you know, how big is the company and specifically, you know, how about your marketing team and all that? Because that's really what we're focused on here today.
0: Sure. So, we have 14 on the team right now, and we're currently trying to hire three more. So, anyone listening that does sales or marketing, we're looking for a middle funnel marketer uh, and, a, and a customer service rep. And so I got started in 2015. It was just myself and one contractor that I knew really knew his stuff with, um, PHP and, um, you know, front end coding. And that was the database guy. And it just steadily, steadily grown each year to now where we're, um, again, 14 people. And then we still have on top of that, let's see, five or six contractors as well. So it's about 20 ish people that are worrying about wicked reports every day. Okay and you know we get a diverse group of uh, just approaching 2000 users right now and um, you know all different sizes generally for our customer it starts to become attribution becomes a problem once you get above like the half a million a year in revenue that's when you're generally going to start having to use multiple channels or you're going to have the wherewithal or budget to do multiple channels and that's when things start to become murky potentially and that's how we can help people
1: all right. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper just because, just you know, as we discussed before we started the podcast, you know, attribution is just such a big issue that so many marketers have, have struggled with. You know, I, I've spoken with companies from, you know, million dollar range to like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. And they're all telling me that attribution is kind of one of the, the biggest challenges that they have. Um, do you mind just telling us a little bit, you know, how does it work? Like, how do you track attribution? And, and what exactly is is the, the way that on a slightly more technical level that, that Wicked Reports is actually going to help us to, to get that source of truth.
0: Sure. What I, the approach that I took was more practical, even though I'm a stats finance guy by background. Rather than complicated models or fancy things that I do love to geek out on, it was more very practical business questions that I was trying to reverse engineer with all this data to get the answer. And all started, the origin story is uh, I was an e-commerce client of mine, GetMainLobster.com, which I was just doing some moonlight, um, I don't know, just random CRM automation stuff on the side as a side hustle. And he was like, hey, Facebook doesn't work for lobster. And I was like, why not? He's like, I spent all this money. I spent four grand. I made one sale for 200 bucks. I lost my shirt and i was like you know i don't think the people are going to click and buy right away for a, you know random lobster guy showing up on their feed and so that led into the our philosophy which i didn't necessarily have at the time now i've grown to have one which was how can i um, prove roi with transparent data that i can back up that the business owner can understand without having to get into bayesian or markov models or Cryptic time decay where I'm hiding all the data or trying to have them make sense of it Which was really challenging and so what I found was that um, if you map Attribution models to specific goals of what you're trying to do. It makes it much more actionable and understanding and the way to do that though is that you have to not always use every touch point which can get tricky if unless you've been, this is all you do. <laughs> I mean, this is all we do, so we know how to do it. Yep. So, like in you know, a Mark's example, and a lot of people think about a SaaS business or so the subscription. Like, um, I mean, lots of times you're going to run ads for various things, but you're trying to maybe get people into your trial or to at least watch a demo. Or to do something maybe more top of the funnel. They're not just gonna click in and just suddenly, you know, our our subscriptions start at 400 bucks. We never run an ad and say, hey, come sign up for Wicker Reports, 400 bucks, get started. That's like never the case. We have like steps we have to take. And so, for example, how how Wicker Reports works, one attribution model we have is new lead ROI. And so, how that works is we're trying to use your incoming clicks your CRM data and our tracking scripts uh, to figure out what is creating new leads from cold traffic, because um, that's the top of the funnel. That's almost like the, the, the crossover from top of the funnel. to middle is, hey, they're willing to join my email list or opt in from my initial trial, whatever. Um, they're no longer cold, you know, and that's a tough thing to do. Get that opt in. You know, it's a big commitment for someone to become a new lead. Uh, because you're opting in and you're saying, okay, I'm willing to get marketing from you. And so the way that we chose to handle that for attribution is we're going to show you what advertising has created a new lead and then hold on to that point. And then in the look into your billing and your order systems automatically in the future. And then whenever any revenue comes from that particular contact, we're going to attribute it back to that that particular point in time or that that inbound click that created a new lead mm-hmm. and then you'll always know hey this new lead that eventually became hopefully high value customer you'll have all the roi on that point in time so that you can start scaling cold traffic even if it takes a while to convert which even on a pure econ play often takes seven to ten days our average is around Forty days it takes someone to close off cross ecom. Mm-hmm. SaaS can be a lot longer. Wicked reports we're like three months, which drives me crazy. Of course, I want them, you know, to be a week, but they're just not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so the long-winded way of you know getting into the details here, which was that there's a need to know what turns cold traffic into new leads that eventually become high-value customers. So we have an attribution model specifically focused on that that has all verifiable data and we're converting the conversion we're creating the conversions for you from your source data so you're not in there monkeying around with our version of google analytics or tracking tags you're just like we mine the data to say hey this is a conversion and we'll look across all your marketing inbound clicks from you know linkedin facebook google email whatever you're doing organic and figure out which deserves credit for the lead and then you know map revenue back to that all right the SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Zamo Digital Marketing, your go-to Facebook ads agency for scaling SaaS companies. The team at Zamo Digital are the experts in growing and scaling trial and demo signups for leading SaaS companies like InVision, DigitalOcean, Lessonly, and many more. Download our free SaaS scaling framework over at zamodigital.com slash framework. And now
1: back to the show. So you touched in a little bit, but but tell me a little bit in terms of, you know, what's working for yourself. I mean, you've grown your company quite a bit from what I've been observing over the past few years that I've, been, that I've known your company. Um, what, what's working today um, in terms of marketing for, for parts? Start. We need
0: content at the top. It's content at the top of the funnel before we ask for any email or anything. Because we don't do free demos or, uh, you know, trials, which is rare. But to us, we, you know we have a low churn rate cuz you know we want people committed to attribution we're not trying to churn and burn or get people in and bait and switch them we want to know people are in and you know it's a very labor intensive thing we do at the beginning on our end so that our clients can just you know get data and take action mm-hmm. so we do content at the top then we retarget them to join our list for some reason could be straight to demo 3 minute quick demo video or um just a PDF or action, you know, a instant video um, related to something like wasting your, how not to waste ad spend or top ten e-commerce tips, uh, insights. We've tracked a couple billion dollars now. So insights from the couple billion dollars, what we see working and not in terms of overall channel trends. And then once they're on our list and they've consumed that, then we're doing um, ads to drive to the to a sales call, which is a booked Zoom call like this, you know, yep. but. I, it's one of my team. And then from there, then the ad, then they all move into the, okay, let's try and get them to buy. So we have like a four, four
1: step funnel. All right. And, and I guess based on the product, you're able to, any touch points where they're touching content, even before they sign up, you're able to measure as well. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. And so our philosophy at Wicked Reports, which just kind of, it, it makes, attrib, what makes attribution more accessible and uh, why people can stay and use it is we don't try to show the impact of every single touch point. Because sometimes it's debatable if you have like a 40-person, a 40-touchpoint journey. Were they all really equal? No. But is some more important than others? Yes. How you? For sure. And for us, it's um, we use CRM events mapped against inbound clicks. And Mm -hmm. so you can send us different CRM conversions and we detect a couple ourselves. And then we map, um, you know, different attribution models to those CRM events and then revenue against them against ad spend. So based on, in our case, like in our funnel, we have a middle funnel. Hey, what's driving sales calls? Well, that, that particular model is we have a a CRM conversion of sales call that comes to us. And then we look across the ad spend to see in wicked reports, it'll show you which clicks led to the sales calls. And then if they end up buying, we have the revenue from the sales calls matched to the spend. And that's how you, that's how we can scale it.
1: Amazing. Love it. Um, and in terms of that process, you guys, you're all, uh, in-house team that's kind of running that for you. Yes. So it's in-house team, you know, we are very
0: extensive, um, with HubSpot, we use HubSpot service. Um, I think it's just called service. And so we have a very elaborate knowledge base, but also we have live calls with our team. It's whatever the people need really. That's going to make sure that the, the steps are very easy. They do them. Uh, and then our team gets on and verifies them or because attribution has been a challenge for so long we don't want to assume anything we want to verify all your data and then there's an attribution health indicator to show what percentage of orders we're tracking and if it's not trending up then we know there's a problem we do proactive outreach to make sure hey this this and this you should change or fix or these ads aren't tracking click here and do this you know it's It's not, it's, there's not that many different challenges to it, but you know, people are busy, maybe they didn't read something or they, you know, there's all sorts of martech, new martech emerging every day that maybe we need to figure out how to track. So we try to be proactive on getting the tracking up and then people understanding their customer lifetime value and their customer buying cycle before we even get to the attribution. So we have cohort reporting to show here's how valuable your leads are over time. Here's how valuable your customers are over time to figure out the measurement period that you need to be using. So you come in and you expect WickerPost to make you rich in a week. Well, that's a bad expectation for any data tool, really. Okay. <laughs> you need a, you need to gather data for a cycle and check it out. So our team is versed in that and we drip out the content to, you know, people can self-serve. And if they're speeding along, then we'll help assess the data and analyze it for them so they can make some data-driven decisions Um as fast as possible to yeah. get some ROI on their investment.
1: And from what I can see on your website, I guess your, your pricing starts about four hundred dollars a month. So LTV of a, you know, I'm assuming you guys are pretty sticky once people invest in getting this going. So your LTV is probably pretty high. You can really afford to help people out and get a little bit hands on to help them, you know, decipher their data, right?
0: Yeah, our LTV is around eight grand right now, so we can definitely invest in. Uh, if, if you come in at the bottom tier, the LTV is eight K. So yeah. Um, yeah, we can put in the time, but yeah, because once you're there, I mean, that's the beauty of SaaS. You know, as, it, as you grow, it becomes a real compound effect as long as people aren't going anywhere. <laughs>
1: right. So, so it sounds like content marketing being promoted by paid social is kind of really what's driving the growth right now in terms of top of funnel for you. Uh, can you show if there's any marketing strategies or, or, or channels that, that you've tried in the past that just didn't work? Running ads
0: directly to our demo didn't work. Okay. And that could be that our page wasn't good enough. It's not, and that's just interesting. Now, the strategy is only as good as the ingredients, you know, right. like a cook. <laughs> so that's why it's always like, I can't say that that's a bad, that that strategy I think can work quite yeah. well. It didn't work for us well. And our demo page wasn't really that great. Yeah. Um, was the problem. And I think in hindsight, but now content's working. Um, you know, uh, Google search has been tough. Okay. The, Words We want to, you know, marketing attributions, a really
1: pricey keyword. Yeah. I can imagine. So that, that's a big that's competitors. Been,
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that, that one's been rough. Uh, what was the other one that wasn't that great? Um, you know, I, I think, and then the, Oh, the Facebook straight to demo. So trying to do Facebook cold traffic to the middle funnel. You know, we had to do cold. Yeah. We had to do content first then, because I mean, our, Podcasts work real well for us, you know. So when we do this, this podcast, right? Then uh, what I'll, what we'll do is in our email sequence, everyone will get sent to the podcast. We know how to track people that are going to a place where we don't have our tracking script,
1: right?
0: If we so are click, record. yeah. So we can, you know, we can still keep track of the people that way. And the podcasts, like the ones that are in the past, those work really well. So
1: mm-hmm. you're saying when you add guests on a podcast, or do you have your own podcast?
0: Yeah, and then we drip it out to our own list. It tends to work well, and then we do, in the Facebook ads, what we've been doing is that um, we sync up, so when the, when the email goes out about the podcasts, it was like a podcast week in our like workflow, mm-hmm. it also shows podcasts in their Facebook feed, so it kind of syncs them up.
1: Nice, that makes sense. And, pretty- and um, tell me right now, in terms of you know, the, the landscape of what else is out there, I mean, what other opportunities do you see for growth? in terms of platforms or strategies or kind of, what are you thinking about for, you know, the next thing that you think about testing? Well,
0: one thing that's proven to be really good for us just recently, and it's because we had a record month in May was, um, we, I went through this positioning process on my own through it. Well, through a book I read called obviously awesome April okay. Dunford, who you should have on your podcast, by the way, because she's a, a SaaS positioning expert. I'll look her up. I we had all this like, know-how but it was all there was no like cohesive strategy pulling it together so i read her book and i had saw her speak and it's like man this is amazing And uh, so i went through the process myself it wasn't it was it took a while it took like 30 hours mm-hmm. um to corral and figure out who are we really i mean because you normally hear positioning and you hear that that value prop there's like a you know a little um, mad lib where you fill in the blanks we do blank for blank right unlike, others. Well, I always hated that thing and I couldn't put my finger on why. I just didn't like it. And then she spells out how to actually do it for SAS. And so I went through this process and I realized, uh-oh, I, I don't like anything that we're doing now compared to my new positioning. So we overhauled the entire website. And since doing that, things were just like gangbusters. As much wow. as I was like, oh, you just need a paid funnel. Well, you need a paid funnel, but they're going to start sniffing around your site as part of the, you know, consideration process. And once the website finally says exactly what I want, um, it's been incredible because people come in on as this is. So, I mean, this is mostly for SaaS this podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, So as a SaaS this is probably the best takeaway is to do this because then we do the ads, you do the content, they're on the blog and then they start poking around the menu. We can see all this with our HubSpot analytics, you Mm -hmm. know, or I mean, GA, you could do it also. And, um, people spend a lot of time on the content. If they're interested in the product, they devour the site. And so I architected the menus based on, um, exactly how I would want people to read left to right. If I could have them read, you know, get what we're all about. Yeah. And the the demos are super high quality. People are close. You know, it used to be three month close. People are closing now six weeks lately. Um, which is great for us. And, um, you know, business going through the roof. And this is, you know, with things not even doing that hot website visits are up like 20% per month in the month and a half since we done it, it's gone way up. So, and the, and in. the time bounce rates. So everything about that, these more like soft, you know, as an attribution person, I like to say, what's the most important conversion and click. And this is more like, Um, subjective, right? You see all this time on the site, but I mean, the leads have just been like, the lead quality has been through the roof for us since we did this.
1: That's great. That's great. So tell me a little bit then. So it sounds like that's working. I'm I'm definitely going to go have to, you know, Google her after, after this ends and go learn some more. I can intro
0: you to her too. She's, she's awesome. Perfect. Um,
1: So tell me then kind of in in the marketing capacity, I know you're a founder and you got your your fingers on a lot of things. Um, What's your biggest challenge right now?
0: So our biggest challenge right now is middle of the funnel. So I, I go through this positioning and I'm like, oh, no, I hate what we've been doing, even though it's, we've been doing OK, obviously. But I still was like, ah, it's just not good. so I started writing my own emails based on what I learned from the positioning. So I did like an email Wicker Reports versus Google Analytics or, you know how to figure out when your leads break even all these cool content pieces position the way like people that are into our stuff should love it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden bookings for the sales team going through the roof off the emails, like I'm onto something. But then the challenge becomes getting the lead scoring right in HubSpot and then automating all the workflows based on what they're, what they're consuming on the website or responding to in the emails or what ad set they came in on, what their interests were segmenting and scoring it all. To optimize the uh, the new learnings from the positioning, um, it's uh, that's challenging. Um, yeah. and, and I, I, intellectually, it sounds easy, but then when I thought I could just rip it off myself, it's it's not easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been working on my own funnel for the agency, and and uh, it's a lot of work. Even when you think you figure it out, you start noticing it just kind of snowballs, and yeah,
0: it's, it's the great. consistent uh, discipline. That, uh, you know, probably part of what makes someone able to found stuff is not disciplined to do repetitive tasks that are of high value. But, you know, each week you got to kind of review the numbers, look at them, make decisions, have an hypothesis, test it, come back. And I start to let that stuff slide when things get too busy. And so I'm looking for someone specifically a scientific middle funnel Grounded marketer, not someone with crazy ideas and hacks. I want just like a methodical scientist.
1: (laughs) Got it. I'll uh, have to chat afterwards, (laughs) see if I know anybody for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, uh, I guess the other piece, so like, uh, you know, one thing that I didn't answer fully was what does our marketing team look like? So we have a content marketing team. It's a We contract out with this content marketing firm, um, Codeless, who I love and they so we have you know they have one or two writers assigned that can take my ideas or outlines and or they come up with their own or I send them ideas and they turn them into finished product they were tremendously helpful Um, then we got uh, people that help with pay-per-click and then now I'm looking into who's gonna do our LinkedIn and email outbound we might hire in-house for that or we might get some because we've done a few like couple of those eight people will outreach, you know, it's like two grand. They're going to send a bunch of, you know, get you a bunch of conversations going, but right. it's a shady metric, it's like, Oh, someone replies back and they say, Oh, that's what you paid for. And I was like, we want book sales calls. <laughs> I mean, charge me more, but I don't need someone going back and forth with, you know, chattering on LinkedIn messenger it isn't really real in my opinion. Right. So, um, so we have those. So then I have to, and then we have email copy. I've been doing, like email broadcasts, and then we don't have someone tying it all together. So that's where our, where our hole is also. Those are the two holes. It's like that. So, the so let me ask
1: you because it's something I've struggled with, you know, in terms of content creation. So you you, you mentioned you're working with, you said it's codeless, right? As yeah. the content creation agency, and and I've worked with similar agencies to them to try and create content in the past. And you know, being a paid ads agency, you know, we we try to put out content that's that's relatively technical. We don't want to just kind of be creating fluff like a lot of the rest of the market is. Um, and that that gets difficult to outsource to uh, people. And, and yours is, is quite technical as well in terms of how to use your product and, and measurement and attribution and the statistics and all things, the, the things that go along with it. How were you able to find success in outsourcing that writing process and still remaining you know pretty you know high-level technical content there?
0: Yeah, that's so it, it does. You don't fully uh, get to offload all of it at first because they've got to onboard and, you know, get, get up to speed on, you know, and de-jargonize you and and really learn your stuff. So it's not going to come in and happen in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So at first it was a lot of um. I have all this content or these webinars or these videos. I had a slew of content. Whoops be there i had a slew of content that needed um you know shaping or cleanup or whatever so they had a foundation to start they weren't starting from a blank google doc and be like okay write me five thousand words on whatever got it okay <laughs> but, uh, so and then there's there some back and forth you know so it's like hey i they would have some ideas and it's almost like a pitch meeting and hey, we want to do this and then i was like okay what about these things it's a conversation you have and then You have some work you have to do yourself to get the writers up to speed, and you know they have a couple writers, and then they're figuring out which one really gets your stuff. So there's a process they have where it's they outline what they're going to do before they do it, so that you can say, oh yeah, this is awesome, or oh this is boring, or somewhere in between. So it's a idea to outline is a key point before it's just like here's a couple thousand word. Should prove that right. All right. but getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, I still had to. So when I realized I had to create some of that, I was like, I might as well just overhaul my whole knowledge base. If I have to do it for one person, I don't want to ever have to do it again. So my whole entire playbook is on our knowledge base now, which is something I've wanted for like three years. And uh-huh. I finally have. It. And it was kind of because I had to educate the content team. Wow. All
1: right, I guess I'm stuck doing it. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Listen, I'm sure that's paid off. Okay, great. Um, let's jump into the lightning round. We've got five quick questions and uh, I'll hit you up with those. Uh, so the first question is, what's your family situation? Are you uh, single, married, kids? Married, three kids, ages uh,
0: three to 10. All right. And my wife works in sales at Wicked Report. So we're quarantined, homeschooling, three kids, and we work together. If anyone would tell, would tell me that, i had been like, oh my God, that's going to be a disaster. But it actually has been- And yet really- you've had your best month ever. It's true. You know, that's the key. Like, don't change anything. On. And if you're not aligned on everything,
1: it's like you got no way to run right now, right? So you got to like really keep your powder dry. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell me, what book would you recommend to our listeners, be it a business book or or, or non-business book?
0: The Surrender Experiment. All right. It's a good, Michael Singer. Uh, he, I believe it was a New York Times bestseller, but hmm. I, don't, I don't know. He was on uh, Oprah Soul Sunday once but it's a he he grew a sas a a, a medical billing sas okay he had a billion dollar acquisition and he did it um, he was a spiritual teacher at the same time it's called temple of the universe i think i haven't been there or know much about that but i read his book and he he got sick of hearing his own voice constantly liking or disliking things so he said i'm just going to surrender and go with whatever life offers me and it's the whole autobiography journey of him going from a yogi in the woods to being on private jets and selling for a billion while still being a yogi in the woods with like a ponytail and you know just surrendering constantly. It's wow, like, it's incredible. For so for SAS people, it's it's a fun story also once it gets to the SaaS part because uh-huh. it's like it's, it's just a great story. Plus, it's a spiritual, you know, it's non-denominational, just interesting spiritual tactic to try out you know
1: all right um and tell me what's your, your favorite marketing productivity tool right now i don't think i have one <laughs> my favorite
0: <laughs> you know probably hubspot okay that's but a good one we, yeah we use it to it's full
1: full potential i mean we use every module they have okay um and who's your favorite marketer to learn from right now who you listen to April Dunford is my favorite. Okay, right. Her. We mentioned her before. Um, and what's your favorite online uh, website or community that you're, you're participating in.
0: Um, Pat's pulpit, which is a new England Patriots fan site.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was, that's not one I've heard before. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and,
0: fans on there, but uh, it's just, yeah.
1: Okay. And, and tell me where, where can listeners go to learn more about you? WickedReports.com, the, the brand new
0: website, has
1: everything, uh, everything you'd want to know. Should right. be on there. And, and uh, I'll, I'll throw out, I've gone through a demo with one of your salespeople actually in the past and was blown away by it. Um, I definitely recommend that our listeners go check it out and go for a demo themselves and uh, see if it fits for your SaaS because I think it's worthwhile. Thanks, so, Aaron. Thanks for having yeah. me. Awesome. Anyways, Scott, this has been great. I thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great episode, and I know our listeners are going to learn a lot from it. And, and I thank you for joining us today. Great. Thanks for having me. I- Take it easy. Definitely. The SaaS Marketing Superstars Podcast is brought to you by Zamo Digital Marketing. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.